Hey folks, I'm Pastor Eric Tritton. Thanks for joining me for a weekly word. I'm from Gloria Day Lutheran Church in Hudson, Ohio, and we're actually standing in the, the sanctuary here. Um, for those of you who are joining us on the, uh, the podcast version of this, sorry you can't see it, it is a beautiful church, uh, but you're always welcome to stop in and join us or to watch the video for this on, on YouTube. But if you ever come and visit, we'd love to, uh, love to meet you. Um, we're talking about baptism here, and that's part of the reason that we're in the sanctuary. And right here, this, this is our baptismal font here at Gloria Day. And uh, when we think about baptism and what's going on in baptism, one of the complaints that I often hear is that baptism is seen as something that is magical. That's something that, you know, it's like this mystic hoodoo, whatever, that... Uh, 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 the words are spoken and all of a sudden the person is saved and there's, there's nothing to do in there. And that's not really true. Um, it's not magic in the sense that the work does the work uh, or just by doing the baptism then the person uh, has salvation. This is, a, uh, it, this is a gift that is given uh, for a lifetime that God is at work here, but it's not something that you're supposed to be baptized and you walk away from it and you, you know, never go to church again and, uh, hey, I'm good because I was baptized. You know, you gotta be really clear. Uh, baptism is not fire insurance. It's not something that, you know, I get my kids baptized because someday they're gonna die and I don't want them to go to hell. Uh, it, no, it, uh, baptism is the beginning uh, in, a, in an important step in the life of faith because here God gives us gifts. Jesus has commanded his followers to do this, and he commands us to do this in order to deliver particular gifts to us in it and through it. So remember that Christ's command is to baptize and teach. This is how disciples are made. And being one of Jesus' disciples is rooted then in baptism. But there's more to being a Christian than just being, a, being somebody who's baptized. You know, as I said before, Matthew 28, 20, the command is to make disciples baptizing and teaching. And in Acts chapter 2, verse 38, baptism is very much connected to repentance. And repentance is a, a turning away from our sins. So in our baptism, we, we can rightly say that, that we are fully forgiven for sins. And not just original sin, as some teach, but for all of our sins. And so when we talk about forgiveness here in the Lutheran Church, we almost always go right back to baptism. Look, God washed your sins away there. Jesus has, has cleansed you of all unrighteousness. And that, that forgiveness then, it, it changes your relationship with your sin. You're, you're set free from it. Uh, in Romans chapter 6, it, it talks about being baptized into Christ. That's, that's what's going on here. That when we're baptized into Christ, we're baptized into his death, that we might walk in newness of life. So when we're baptized into Jesus' death, it's what allows us to really live in this Christian life that we have been baptized into. But that's not the end of the story. We're to be taught God's word. We're to hear those messages of, of the scripture as we, we hear God's law, in his teachings, but then we also hear the, the gospel where he delivers forgiveness and salvation. 
Now, the law, when, when we learn the law, we're going to see that it has three functions. It does three different things in our, our lives. On the one hand, it acts like a curb. Uh, you know, you've maybe been in the uh, parking lot and you hit the curb and then mm, this sudden jolt um, because curbs say stop, no further. And God's law does that for us too. It says you can't go any further than this. Uh, and then sometimes the law, it acts as a mirror. And it shows us what's really going on. It shows us our sin. Uh, when we talk about God's law, it shows us all the things that we do wrong, whether it's things that we did on purpose or things that we failed to do. It's always showing us our sin. And as Christians, the law also acts as a guide, that it teaches us how we should live now that we are baptized. It shows us the life of repentance, turning away from sin and turning toward God. And the fact of the matter is that all of these always accuse us because we never completely live up to what God has called us to do and called us to be. And that's why we can't just focus on the law, but we must also really focus on the gospel. And the gospel is this, the word just means good news, but it's the good news of God's mercy and forgiveness for the sake of Jesus' death and resurrection. And he delivers forgiveness, life, and salvation to us. Well, where does he do that? He does it in the word, and he does it in the sacraments. And we'll talk more about sacraments another time, but for now, uh, the idea of a sacrament, it's enough to say that it's when God's word is connected to a, a visible element in order to deliver forgiveness of salvation to us at Christ's command. And so he says, <laughs> make disciples, people who follow me, who live in my forgiveness and in my grace, baptizing and teaching. So we have baptism as one of these great gifts where the gospel is delivered to us. And the, the, the sacraments then are a tangible expression of the gospel. And, and so what God is doing here in baptism is he's giving us a, a moment where we receive forgiveness of sins in this very tangible way so that we can take hold of those promises by faith. The very faith that, that the word and the sacraments also deliver to us. And this reception of salvation is going to lead us into a, a life of repentance. And Martin Luther once says, if you live in repentance, you walk in baptism. In other words, we are turned away from our sin because we are forgiven and redeemed and renewed. And those are all gifts that are given in baptism. And we walk in that forgiveness and salvation completely confident that Christ has won the victory for us even as we continue to struggle with our sin and, and striving to live the way God calls us to do in, in this life. In the Old Testament, that word repentance, uh, it, it really means to turn. It, it's to change a direction. In the New Testament, the word uh, that we translate repent means to change the way that we think. And if you bring those two together, the way that uh, Eugene Peterson did in the message, I, I really like this idea of that repentance is to change the way that we think and act. Repentance is changing the way that we think and act in light of what Jesus has done for us. It's living in that forgiveness and being changed by the Holy Spirit so that our hearts and our minds and our lives become aligned with God's will for us. So, yeah, when we think about baptism, it's a new beginning. And in the small catechism, Luther writes about baptism this way. 
uh, he, he asks, what does baptism indicate? And he says it indicates that the old Adam, that old sinful nature that lives within all of us, that the old Adam in us should by daily contrition and repentance be drowned and die with all sin and evil desires, and that a new person should daily emerge and arise to live before God in righteousness and purity forever. It's the righteousness and purity that we received by faith through baptism, and now because we've received it, we are going to daily put to death the flesh, and we're going to strive to follow Jesus and live in repentance. Baptism, it does not mean that we get to, to keep on living in sin. It isn't fire insurance. It's salvation delivered to you. Now, you only need to be baptized once, whereas we constantly need to be fed with the word and, and, and to return to these promises that we received there. Uh, and the reason we say we only need to be baptized once is because in Ephesians chapter 4, uh, verses 5 and 6, it says there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all. You don't need to be baptized over and over and over again once in the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then, you know, even if you were to walk away from the faith and, and come back to it later, we would say that baptism is still valid for you because baptism acts like a seal. It's like a mark that is placed on you. Um, I remember when I was young, people would get really worked up about the mark of the beast that's talked about in Revelation chapter 13. But we forget that in Revelation chapter 7, God's chosen people are also marked. And for me, as I think about that and I think about how God works in our lives, I think that mark is baptism. That we know that God places his name on there, us there. We're baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So that when you're baptized, God's name is on you. And he has marked you and he has claimed you. And as somebody who is marked and claimed, we hold on to Jesus' words in John chapter 10, verses 28 and 29, that no one can pluck you out of his hand. And he goes on to say that by extension, no one can pluck you out of the Father's hand. And so baptism is intended to be a gift that gives you great comfort because you know that God's name is on you and he has delivered his gifts and his promises to you. So remember your baptism. It's a good thing. You know, this is one of the reasons that we make the, uh, the sign of the cross in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? It is going back to that moment when that name was placed on us and we received Jesus' promises. So even though Lutherans, we tend to kind of live between Roman Catholicism and mainstream Protestantism, uh, we're sometimes a little bit uncomfortable making the sign of the cross, but I want to encourage you to do it, to remember that you are baptized into Jesus' name, and, and he is continuing to be at work in you through your baptism and to deliver the promises he made to you when you were baptized. And I'd like you to consider using it to bless others, particularly if you're in a family, uh, your loved ones in the family, you know, to just make the sign of the cross and tell them God bless you. Uh, when I visit people in the hospital sometimes, I will remind them of their baptism and I will draw a cross on their forehead and over their heart. It's not magic. It doesn't actually do anything other than remind you of God's promises. 
but God's promises do things. That's why when we come to baptism, we say baptism does things because he's connected his promises to the water, to the word, to deliver the gift of the cross, the salvation of the cross to you. So remember your baptism. Live in the hope that Jesus has given to you. Um, Thank you for being with me. If this has been a blessing to you, please like it, share it. Um, And uh, as always, I hope you'll come back next week and thank you.